0: Hello, hello, and welcome to The Downtown Shot, Episode 3. This is a podcast full of hot takes, analysis, outtakes, and bold prediction across all levels of the world of football. My name is Chase Gattapitos, I'm going to start start off by saying thank you so much for everyone listening and taking the time out to listen to this podcast. This podcast is now available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, and now on Apple Podcast. But wherever you're listening, thank you for a ton of support. Make sure you guys like, follow, share, and be sending in your thoughts every single day and opinions about the world of football, and we're going to make sure we talk about it. As always, I'll put the links to the profiles of everyone talking and everyone sending and stuff at the end of this episode. Make sure you guys check those out. And back here today is Matthew Philick. How you doing? What's
1: up, man? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I was a little bummed out you did an episode with of- I mean, but Sorry. It's okay. not about it. Had to put some stuff out I know there. You had to get it out
0: there. Yeah. Oh, good. But we'll see. Yeah. So today's gonna be a little bit different, and we'll give some uh, predictions across all levels instead of doing some like analysis and hot takes. Uh, as well as we're gonna answer some of the questions that have been sent in. So uh, let's just go ahead and dive right in. We'll start off with some news around college football. So, uh, oh, all right. So I talked about this on episode two, but I kind of wanna wanna like, wanna get your thoughts, seeing as like you're from Minnesota and you're from the area and you have kind of grown up watching PJ Fleck and. The like University of Minnesota and do their stuff now. They're they're undefeated this year, and PJ Fleck made a huge comment to say, "College Game Day to Minnesota, next week." Now, keep in mind, LSU is this week, and that's a one-two matchup. Like national championship implications, but give me your thoughts.
1: Um, I personally think it's kind of it's kind of whiny if you have to ask College Game Day to come. I I see it as. If, you're, if it's a good enough matchup, like, you won't even have to ask about it. Um, I think, especially with Bama LSU, like, it's literally 1v2 in the regular season, so I don't know how you can... Yeah, but they've gone to LSU-Bama, like,
0: so many times. Why not go somewhere new?
1: I agree that Minnesota-Penn State would be cool, but, man, I don't even think it's going to be a good game. I think Penn State's going to blow up Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's something to be said for college games come out multiple times saying they love going to new places. They love going to... There's new like new atmospheres, new people, but I think it's kind of hard to pass up LSU Bama, especially this year. But the way I look at it is, if they, if Bama comes out, obviously they won't come out early enough for for um, game 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 day to pick. But if they come out and say two is not playing, I think game day goes to Minnesota. Yeah, I'd but, have to I'd have to agree with that. Just
1: and especially with the like the Casey O'Brien story lately, they'll probably oh make a big yeah come about, on you gotta do that. that. So yeah. I can definitely see it happening and see why it would happen. So I don't love pj fleck kind of like whining about it and asking them to come that's i fair. can see how he's marketing the team and all but that's fair
0: all right uh agree or disagree baylor played last night they played west virginia they won versus west virginia over a field goal um with florida and georgia playing this week and that's the only top 10 ranked matchup we have this weekend is there a chance with obviously one of them are going to lose six six versus eight is there a chance baylor can move into the top 10 do you think Baylor should should move into the top ten?
1: I can see them. I don't know if they should just based on they is in West Virginia and West Virginia's not great this year. Yeah. Um and they was it was a close game. So and being number twelve at the point, I don't s I see how they could, but I don't think they should, should necessarily. Yeah. I don't know if they quite deserve it they are undefeated they moved to 8-0 5-0 against Big 12 but West Virginia like last year West Virginia was 13th and it was like kind of flip-flop like West yeah. Virginia rolled Baylor yeah I just don't see it yeah. I don't think they should personally
0: All right, yeah um, okay so according to the Associated Press the Big 12 conference has issued public reprimands and fines of $25,000 against Kansas State and TCU for how the schools handle fans storming the field to celebrate home victories over ranked teams period Kansas also received a reprimand but wasn't fine at the Jayhawks beat the Texas Tech on Saturday. The, and this is what this is what Big 12 Commissioner said. There's a, the league doesn't have a policy permitting spectators from the field post-game. But then Big 12 Commissioner said the home teams have to provide ad, adequate safety measurements for student athletes, coaches, and game officials and spectators. Kansas State beat up at the time number five Oklahoma on Saturday. And TCU beat number 15 Texas, 37-27. And both teams, uh, uh, Kansas State and the TCU stormed the field, which is, I think, that's a, I think that's pretty sick. Like, if you beat a ranked team and you're, at the time, not ranked, and that and, that, and that's being a big-time team, if you storm the field, like, congratulations. I've I rarely heard of something bad happening when a team, other than, obviously, bringing out a field goal. I've I, I rarely heard something bad happening to officials, coaches, or players. So why find them?
1: I think it's overkill. Because, um, like, man, like, it's a good time when you're at the football game and yeah. your team wins like and like you just said I've never heard I've really never heard of anyone like getting hurt anything yeah. really that bad happening honestly yeah. so I, I mean know.
0: I could be wrong but this is also the first time I've heard of a team getting fined
1: yeah and just it's just a really cool experience for all the fans like yeah. the players love it the coaches like why would you not love all your your student team uh, yeah call it like your classmates coming on hanging
0: out with you and yeah, like obviously you. like obviously their atmosphere and their presence at the stadium helped a little bit with home field advantage. Yeah, But come on now like wow, yeah. I don't find yeah.
1: overkill. Yeah.
0: All right, there was a report on ESPN earlier this week that the Hula Bowl making its return after a 12-year absence has a long-time all-star game for college seniors and will kick off January 26th, the day after the Reese Senior Bowl in Hawaii. Uh, they announced on Thursday this week. Former NFL coaches Rex Ryan and Mike Smith will coach the teams, and we may, this is the, then this is the cool part. It's going to be made up of players from the United States, Australia, and Japan. So give them, give a lot of people a lot of chances to get some uh, some knowledge out there, which is pretty sick. Um, the game the game was going to be moved to North Carolina 12 years ago, but then with some government and political issues, the bowl was just canceled. A government governor stepped down, and they just not end up in, not be able not be able to go through. This is going to premiere the day after Reese's Senior Bowl, like I said, and have. We'll also on a CBS, I think it's pretty sick to get another opportunity, especially especially is gonna be in Hawaii, just another another opportunity for a lot of other players. So, so do you think that it will still act as like a little brother to the Reese's Bowl, like for a couple years, yes, but I think if I could be wrong, but I think this was a bigger deal than the Reese's Senior Bowl before they left. I understand it was twelve years ago, so it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But like watching in like television standpoint, but I think. I think it's a take a couple of years, but then like with it being in Hawaii and like Rex, Rex Ryan and all that kind of stuff. I think I think it might be a little bit bigger. So, so if you're like a
1: senior coming out of college, you know you had a good senior year, so it kind of puts you on the sights of some NFL teams. Where would you want to play your senior bowl? For
0: about three years, I'm still going to reach senior yeah. bowl until, I mean, I, but then you also got to look at who else is going. I feel like if you're a if you're one of those seniors that has to go to a senior bowl and there's not a lot of kids going to the going to the hula bowl like i'm going to the recess bowl so i can play against those better players but if everyone's going to hula bowl i'm going to hula bowl too so i think that's just kind of one of those it'll take three years for them to figure out which one's better which one's not better but we'll or, see
1: or do you go to the hula bowl knowing the competition might be there so you can really stand out with uh, like, like this stud there yeah who knows
0: we'll yeah. see you kind of do whatever you want yeah. all right quick question real quick and we'll talk about this later who's best high school quarterback we've seen
1: So um, I think obviously you have to look at it's it's Kyler Murray or Tate Martell, especially in the recent years. Personally, I would have to go Kyler Murray. Just uh, also the aspect like he played baseball and he had. I know we're not talking about that necessarily. Yeah. I think overall you just have to go Kyler Murray. All right. I I know Tate Martell played like nationally ranked teams like week in week out. So you have to give him that, but.
0: Alright, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. Alright, so I saw this earlier in the week. ACC Coastal could have a seven-way tie at the end of the year. Virginia Tech and Virginia are the only teams that control their own destiny with UNC, Virginia, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Miami, Georgia Tech, and Duke, all four and four in the ACC. And everyone except for UNC and Duke at three and three in the Coastal, respectively, UNC is at four and two, and Duke at two and four. But... UNC lost to both Virginia Tech and Virginia, so they hold the tiebreaker over over UNC. There's about twenty ways this could go by the end of the season. I don't really know what's going to happen. It's kind of fun to watch. It's kind of sad to watch, but there's a ah, that's just it. That's going to be interesting to follow at the end. Obviously, on the other side, Clemson's going to roll. And Clemson's going to be the holder of the of the other, other side of the division, but the coastals going to be. That's going to be interesting to see what happens at the very end of that. But basically, it's a pretty. Trash conference this year. You got you got out, out of those teams listed.
1: Who who's gonna win? I mean, UNC showed promise against Clemson back a couple
0: weeks back, so yeah. I don't know. I might just
1: go with them just because of that. See whatever happens against yeah, UNC. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, here's well, let's let's talk about about the top ten. Oh, this week, this weekend's gonna be interesting, really interesting. Let me read off the top ten real quick and who they play. LSU off, Alabama off, Ohio State off. Clemson versus Wofford. Penn State off. Florida playing Georgia. Florida's number six. Georgia's number eight. Number seven, Oregon at USC. Utah number, coming in at number nine at Washington. Oklahoma off. So four out of the top five teams have a bye week. How does that help them? Or does it not help them? Because now there's a six versus eight matchup. And then with, with all the respect, Clemson's probably going to roll Wofford to number four and take over that number four spot. But. What, how does how does that help them with having four out of the five having an off week? I mean, um, I think
1: it helps in Hurts in some ways. Uh, LSU-Bama obviously playing next week, and they both have it off, which is kind of interesting. I think that makes this more of an interesting game, honestly. Just, like, from experience when you're going against a team that was just off a of bye week, like, they could do a lot of stuff you've never seen before and never seen before on film, so that can make it a lot more interesting. I think it could make it a better game, personally. Up uh, same with Ohio State being off. Obviously, you can't. I don't think you can like go down. Obviously, you can't go down. I don't think voting could put someone above you just because you didn't play.
0: Yeah, so, I don't
1: think they'll take them out just yeah. for having a. I we'll see. I, especially so Oklahoma at ten being off after coming off a loss, I could see that also as good or bad. I could see it as bad because Oklahoma just wants to play. They want to get back. I think they're knocked out of. Playoff contention here, mm-hmm. obviously. So, well, give me give me some of your thoughts. I don't
0: know. I think this. I think this helps Florida. And if if Florida wins this Saturday in Jacksonville, I think it secures them that number six spot indefinitely. And I think it kicks Georgia out of the top ten for the rest of the season because now they'll have two SC losses, so two losses overall. I don't think there's no way you're gonna put a two loss team in the top ten right now with whoever who's playing. Also, my my hot take is Oregon could be a sleeper to get into the playoffs because they only have one they only have one loss they've played some decent teams they beat some decent teams Um, it's going to be interesting because if Alabama or LSU is going to have one loss at the end of the year they play each other that's a no brainer right Mm -hmm. historically Ohio State has dropped this trap Saturday night game I don't think they will this year but if they do they have one loss Clemson's probably going to go as the only team undefeated again I don't know what's going to happen that's just kind of a hot take Oregon could be one of those teams that kind of just stays there, stays there, stays there. And then if someone loses, why not put Oregon in? Why not? They'll be the one-loss team. They beat a couple of ranked teams. The only loss was to an Auburn team the very first game of the year. So they might be one of the teams you might just want to watch out for. They might be, I don't think, do I think they'll get in? No. Could they get in? Yes. I'm not going to count them out, but I don't think they'll get in right away. So we'll see. Oklahoma at number 10. That, that's going to be interesting because... With them playing Texas, with them playing in probably in the Big Twelve championship game, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna be able to get back into the top four. If Ohio State wins out, if Alabama, if Alabama wins wins out, or LSU wins out, like there's too too many teams, especially with Penn State playing Ohio State, with Penn State playing some of those other powerhouse Big Big Ten teams, I don't, I don't know if, if Oklahoma can get back in. Do I hope they get in? Yes, because I would love to see Jalen Hurts play Alabama. If it's in a, in a fantasy world, yes, I would love to see Jalen Hurts play Alabama. I don't think they'll get in just because of their loss and because of what the other top five, six teams can do and how they could win out, you know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's talk about some schedules this this week. We'll kind of I'll kind of raise some games off. We'll give the predictions. Or if you don't have a prediction, just tell me, tell me, tell me who's going to win tonight. Navy at UConn, 7 o'clock on ESPN2. Who you got? Navy. Triple option. Yep. Can be triple option. Why not? Just do it. Michigan, number 14, at Maryland at noon on ABC. Who you got? We got to go. Michigan. Kind of a... Kind
1: of easy. USC's just really not being USC. We've seen in the past years. They've yeah. been kind of down a couple
0: of years. Yeah. So. We'll see. Um, There's not a lot of notable games this week. There's a lot of unranked games, which will be pretty fun. Nebraska at Purdue at noon on Fox. Playing at Purdue, Purdue's been dropping a couple of games. Rondell Moore's been out. Purdue's just been one of those teams that has lost so many teams for injury. But who you got? It.
1: Probably Purdue. Uh, Nebraska really showed not much against Minnesota two weeks ago, and I don't think Minnesota's amazing. Yeah, Purdue. So, interesting. Go Purdue,
0: yeah. With Notre Dame having two losses now, number 16, Virginia Tech's coming in playing host and NBC 130. Who you got? It. Still gotta go to Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah, I think Notre Dame's one of those teams. I, I I don't like Notre Dame. I'm just coming kind from of a Florida fan, but I I've I've always thought with with tradition, Notre Dame. They should they just they got they gotta stop being overranked. They're a overhyped, but mm-hmm. oh well, we'll see. Florida, Georgia, the world's largest cocktail party this weekend. Florida's number six, Georgia's number eight. Three thirty, CBS. Who do you have?
1: probably going to have to take Georgia here. I don't want to. Whoa. I don't want to. But just with Florida, they've been doing, obviously, they've been doing very well. They're number six ranked. But I don't think, I think Georgia overall is a more solidified as a team. Okay. I don't think their upside is as high. But yeah. I think they're more solidified and coming into a big le- game big game like this. And Fromm's obviously played in big games. He's more experienced. Yeah, that's very so no, true. I think it's tough for Florida to beat. Um, I think obviously it can happen
0: so do you think Florida struggles because of Kyle Trask coming in and I understand what he's done this year and I'm a huge Trask fan obviously but he hasn't he hasn't played in a big game yet and I mean okay I take take that back he played against LSU but he hasn't played in like a a rivalry game yet a significant rivalry game do you think that that hurts or helps Florida coming in and does it hurt or help Georgia not knowing how to play against a guy like Trask yet
1: again I think it hurts and helps both just like you said Georgia hasn't played him before so he, it's a different quarterback than like a Franks that they played um I and again I don't I think it hurts Florida in a way cuz he's a less experienced quarterback than like a From for example but I think it also makes it a little it takes off a little pressure on them maybe it's kind of like oh well here we go you know let's go so
0: yeah I think that'll be a, that'll be a super interesting game to watch so. interesting all right number 22 Kansas at can Kansas State at Kansas 3:30 on FS1 Straight toss-up. No, really, zero comment on it. Come on, you, you're not giving me a prediction. Nope. Okay. What's your thought on it? I think Kansas State's gonna win just because they're coming off a, yeah. a, a upset, and I just think. I mean, yeah, it's at Kansas, but I think they play very well at Kansas historically. So we'll see. Miami, Florida State. Miami comes in. Adele Campbell at 3:30 on ABC. Now with Alex Honeybrook playing last week pretty well is a very good thing he's gonna start and he's gonna play very well again this week. Does Miami stand a chance? And there's a picture I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Picture of this week. Tate Martel throwing the ball around, no mm-hmm. gloves. Mm-hmm. Does he does do you think Tate Martel gets a shot? And if he if he if gets a shot, does Miami have a, does Miami have a shot to beat FSU?
1: I think Miami definitely has a shot. Again, FSU's not what they were in the past. They haven't had a great year. They've had an okay year. Same goes to be said for Miami though. Okay year. Nothing nothing crazy special um I would obviously love to see Tate get a chance because I don't know it was a tough year at Ohio State and then comes to the Miami and even a tougher year at Miami and just yeah I think he needs a shot give him a shot yeah so why not what do you really have to lose at this point
0: yeah I think I think Miami plays whoever's gonna start I think take take I think take comes in at some point I think Finally, Manny Diaz of Miami is just like, you know what, Tate, go ahead and play. And we're, I think Tate is finally just like, you know what, this is what I came here to do. I'm going to play. He's got a bunch of his, of his high school teammates on the team. I think it just goes off. But that's my that's my prediction. Number nine, Utah at Washington on Fox Sports at 3 o'clock. What do you have? U- I think Utah is going to be a little bit
1: overhyped just because, have they even played Oregon yet? I, I, don't I don't think they have And Pac-12 isn't super strong this year Like Stanford isn't crazy <clears throat> I think Utah might be a little overhyped But I'll still take Utah here
0: Good. I think Yeah, I think Washington has something to prove at this point They've dropped a couple teams They've dropped out of the top 25 I think they could come in and just straight put it to Utah Especially with Utah coming to Washington I think that's going to be something for Washington Just to come out, all their fans would come out Crazy atmosphere for that um, Let's see, what else? College game day Number 15 SMU at number 24 Memphis 730 on ABC Shane Bou leads SMU into the in into, into Tennessee take on Memphis who you got
1: go with SMU um I'm not super intrigued by the game um I think it is cool to see SMU kind of back where they were kind of like 90s and their SMU is actually a good team back then you know yeah so I think it is interesting in that aspect to see them kind of back at it back in that top 25 is a good team but against Memphis like I don't know I know they're ranked but not super intrigued
0: yeah I mean I got got SMU just because of Shane Bouchot. I'm a I I like Shane Bouchard. I like his story I like his who he was as a player and especially with him after he left Texas he just he went to another Texas school from Texas got a whole family I think I think it like we said earlier in the podcast. Like I think it's good for game day to go to different places. And I think with them going to Memphis and just bringing a whole, a whole entire atmosphere, especially with a game like this and just with the with the history of SMU and what they're what they're coming from, just like it'll. I think it's going to be a great game for both of them. I think SMU is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I think what Memphis has been doing this season, with the teams they've been playing, the games they've been playing, I don't think it'll be a blowout in any standpoint. But I do think SMU pulls out the win because of Shane Bechel. I think Shane Bechel goes off. I, I'm gonna predict it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a shootout. I think, I think we're gonna see 45, 48 kind of game. Chambers show us four or five touchdowns, but I think at the end, I think hot take. I think Memphis misses a field goal, especially after than making field goals to win games. I think they miss a field goal. SMU wins and at Memphis and uh, on, on a prime time game. Number seven, Oregon at USC. Is there any is there any chance the Trojans pull 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 up, pull off up, upset?
1: Small chance, just because it's USC at home in the Coliseum there's always a chance good Pac-12 rivalry um, I know obviously USC hasn't been what they were in the past and a lot of time, a couple of years ago I guess before Mariota this game this was really a good game between like a Mariota versus USC but oh, no, I just I don't think so I really don't think so you
0: don't think so Nope. alright let's move on to some questions coming in here's the question of the day who's the best high school quarterback we have seen Mr. Arkansas, Bryce Young and modern day, like in this this year, obviously we got the two Kyler Murray and Tate Martell. Let me, let me read off. You, let me read you some stats real quick. They're both five eleven. Kyler Murray comes in at one eighty. Tate Martell at one ninety. Obviously Kyler Murray played for Allen in Texas. Tate Martell played for Bishop Gorman in Nevada. They're both forty three and no. they They're never lost in high school. Let me read you Kyler Murray's numbers real quick. Fourteen thousand five hundred twenty five yards total. Ten thousand roughly ten thousand passing. Roughly four thousand rushing. 186 touchdowns, 117 passing, 69 rushing, completed 76, career completion of 63% through 22 interceptions. St. Marcel, 9,000 yards total as uh, in his career, 7,000, roughly 7.5,000 passing, roughly 2,000 rushing, 148 touchdowns, 113 passing, 35 rushing, career completion percentage of 60%, only throwing 9 interceptions.
1: And the second one
0: is Murray. What do you mean? The second stat line was Murray. No, second stat line was Tate. Yeah, so ah, that's that, you that, got me. That's
1: just why I uh, I have to go with Kyler Murray here. I know I don't think he played in quite as big of the games as Martell did against. Cause heck, Martell is going like Bosco, Matter Day, playing like big schools and beating them, like being national champions a couple yeah. of times. Um, I think Kyler just coming out of Texas. Um, I just for a lot of for. One, for the stat reasons. Two, I mean, I know this is high school. but The dude's starting in the NFL right now. Uh, Tate Martell's technically not even starting for... He's yeah. Heck, not even playing quarterback for a little bit. So <laughs> I know it, we're going based off high school, yeah, but, but it kind of comes into a little bit. Um, so, yeah. Give me... Shoot me something. Why I don't why See, I this, is, this is where
0: I struggle, because in Tate's senior year, he only threw one interception and 40 touchdowns. He had to 40 yeah, touchdowns. Which is unreal in high school. Which is... Like I don't know if for anybody. If you're a college quarterback, NFL quarterback, if you're only throwing one interception to 40 touchdowns, you have forty total touchdowns. Like that's very that's very, very, very hard to beat. Um now, do I think Tate has a huge advantage playing the teams he's played? Yes, without a doubt. Tate played better teams than Kyler did. But when you turn on the tape, when you look when you look up when you go when you go to YouTube, Calebary High School Highlights, Tate Martell High School Highlights, Kyler Murray has a better has a better highlight tape. Period. With the obviously with the amount of yards he has, so much more yards. With the amount of th- the kind of throws and what, he, what he's doing running. I think Kyler has a better like flashiness too. I think he's a better just athlete. But as uh, from a high school standpoint, I'm going Tate, just because of the uh, like you said, the teams that he beat. He never lost. I understand there was a couple of close ones, but never lost. And I think with his senior year, with what they did, this in his senior year. That he only threw, he had forty touchdowns, one one, one interception, and just I, I I can't I can't get over the fact that the, the teams that he beat, the teams that he beat, I think it's very hard to argue against that about who, who about who he like didn't lose to and all that kind of stuff, but uh, we'll see.
1: Um, I do like the aspect about Martel. I think it was really cool that he was on the QB one, seeing kind of the insight into his life. Yeah. which I know some people really don't like him as a person. Um yeah. I personally. Thought he was super interesting to watch, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's more interesting to watch just overall because of, kind of his character and stuff, and yeah. kind of seeing that insight on the sideline interact with the coaches, oh, and players. Sure. So, I think he's more interesting of a person than Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and then when you like you, you brought up QB one. When you watch K B one, like he is such a f- high football IQ too. Yeah. Like if you watch him talking to his coach, like he's drawing up plays, he's going up coverages. Like that was that was just cool to see from an outsider mm-hmm. standpoint. But, all right, let's, let's move on to NFL real quick. I'll shoot you some games. We'll get we'll get predictions. It's Friday, Texans at the Jaguars, nine nine thirty a.m. on is, our time.
1: Is that game, where's that game again? Ireland or something? I
0: I, I actually Pretty I sure. think you're right. I think this is the game. I could we could be wrong. We could sound like absolute idiots. UK but, maybe? Probably might be. UK. Yeah. Who knows? Oh uh, no, Jaguars are. It is. It is. It is. Weeble Weebly Wembley Stadium. However you say that. Nine thirty yep. a.m. on Sunday. Um,
1: I'll go Jags here. Just Minshew. That's Minshew, Minshew Nation. I got to say, huge that's Minshew right fans.
0: Mm-hmm. Bears at the Eagles, one o'clock on Fox. Uh, both
1: teams kind of struggling late as a bit. Eagles not where they were the past couple years. Bears coming into the season with a lot of hype. Really playing well the first couple games and Trubisky's just. Uh, it just blows my mind how Vegas and some sports betting picked Trubisky to win MVP
0: this year. No, just, no, like, I was my never. Gosh, I, never. I thought it was stupid, but. Yeah. I'll probably go... Game oh, of the weekend. Know. Jets at the Dolphins. <laughs> Josh and Sam Darnold. <laughs> who do you got? Oh, my gosh. Two teams who <laughs> are struggling. Um,
1: struggling so big time. Let's just straight uh, straight up. They're both struggling. Uh, Dolphins, Seeing ghost and not being able to do a win. Dolphins like. suck. Um, Jets have not done much better. Le'Veon Bell's my fantasy team. He has done nothing for me. <laughs> I've played... Yeah, so... I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll go Jets just based off the Dolphins haven't won a game yet.
0: But. Yeah. Hashtag tank, tank for two.
1: Yeah, and I think, gosh, NFL primetime games in general this year, I think have been pretty oh, pretty cheeks. I yeah, don't know. Thursday night, Monday night games. Thursday this, nights man. I've just been like, why the heck are the Redskins
0: playing? Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, why do you have the Patriots playing the Browns yeah, on a Monday night? Come me, on yeah, now. Give me something else. Come on now. All right, here we go. Vikings at the Chiefs. Matt Moore coming in playing quarterback. The Chiefs, no, no Patrick Mahomes. Does that hurt the Chiefs at all playing the Vikings, or does Kirk Cousins decide to, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and go off to today.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Vikes. Just uh, it helps big time that Mahomes is out. I think uh, I know Matt Moore played pretty well last week. Um, they did lose, but I think Matt Moore played well enough to win. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Obviously, I, yeah. I think. And I think it's crazy. He coming in, literally had like a week of practice and gets thrown in a NFL starting game. Because oh, yeah. Matt Moore is kind of ch- just that guy who if you need to play solid. He's a you, good backup quarterback. You, he's a really he's a solid good backup, backup, backup quarterback. quarterback yeah. But um, Kirk winning NFC Offensive Player of the Month, which kind of shows a lot after really struggling the first couple weeks, I think is pretty cool. I think the Vikings will be fine. So yeah,
0: yeah All right, two more games. Patriots at the Ravens. This is a very interesting matchup. One only because it's like the it's only it's the only late time game on Sunday. Um, there's been rumors that Lamar historically could be one of the first quarterbacks to go against the Patriots in doing like doing what he's doing and just run all over the Patriots. Now, Patriots have struggled against a running quarterback. Well, again, we're in the NFL, there's not a lot of pure running quarterbacks, but Lamar is one of those exceptions. Um there's been a lot of defensive player talk from the Patriots, a lot of other player talk from the Ravens, obviously about what Lamar brings to the table against the Patriots defense. Patriots defense have been scoring a ton. I think if the Patriots if the Patriots defense scores once or twice on Sunday, yes, I think the Patriots win. Um, but I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting, rooting Lamar this week. This week I want to see Lamar be Lamar in a standpoint against the Patriots defense now. Will the Patriots win the Super Bowl? Yes, they'll win the Super Bowl this year. Hot take. I'm actually not hot take. I'm calling it straight up. But I think this this could be one of the games that's gonna be really close. To the Patriots. can the Patriots show a little bit with a quarterback like Lamar, especially if Lamar decides to go off throwing, but give me your thoughts. Um, I th- I'm really I am really excited to watch this game. Just
1: especially the fact that the Patriots are known as one of those teams who just prepare like crazy. And if there's something that you do bad, they will make it. They will make it obvious on, on te- it, yeah. television. So. Lamar being the rookie quarterback coming in, I think it adds it definitely adds a wrinkle for the Patriots defense to uh, go against. And again, you have to look at like the Patriots. I'll be honest, they haven't played a ton of people, so I I kind of like the Ravens in this game. Is it is it at in Baltimore? Is that new? Yeah, it's in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore, I think if the Patriots are gonna lose a game. This, this year, this I game. think this might be the game too. Okay. So Fair I'll enough. just say that.
0: Yeah. Monday night, Cowboys at the Giants. Daniel Jones, Saquon, take on the Cowboys. Again, the <laughs>
1: Cowboys coming in with a lot of hype, doing well the first couple weeks and falling off the table. So I I'm gonna go Giants here. Saquon's back. He looked. He made some crazy. Crazy plays last week. Daniel Jones was a highest scoring fantasy quarterback last week, so um, which is I, I like the Giants. So
0: it'll be interesting because they're playing in New York with the like the game time temperature might be a little bit colder. Yeah. It's supposed to be around forty three degrees, and that's gonna be honestly, with a team coming from Dallas, a little bit of a struggle. But we'll see. We'll see. like the the uh, the Cowboys have won the last three head to head matchups. So, that's going to be interesting, and they actually won pretty significantly last time they played with September 8th, and they beat them 35-17, but I think with the way Cowboys have been playing recently, I think with Saquon and Daniel Jones, I think this is Daniel Jones' breakout game, I think Daniel Jones, I think, I'm calling it now, this is going to be the breakout game for Daniel Jones, I think this is the game that Daniel Jones just has one of those games where he does not miss, he makes throws, he makes plays, and that opens up, for, that opens up lanes for Saquon, but... We'll see. That's gonna be an interesting game. I know we got some buddies that are gonna bet bet pretty heavily on that <laughs> game. But give we'll me your see.
1: quick NFL MVP thought about midway through the season, really quick. Um, One answer. Don't think about it. I
0: think it's gotta be the Bozo kid. I think with Very interesting what he's been doing and with his brother and just what he's been doing against teams. Nick Bozo and the 49ers are gonna be a team to be like reckoned with. I think the 49ers have a very good shot at going all the way this year um, and I think right now Nick Bosa is number one on the rookie even even as a rookie and even as an MVP I think he comes out and he's going to be the guy I think he's going to I think he's going to keep doing what he's what he's doing he's only 22 years old so there's a lot of stuff he can do he came from Ohio State but which is obviously shocking uh, not shocking let's, let's just be honest with you. and I think he's just one of those players that's just going to keep doing what he's doing He's just gonna keep doing what he's doing, and he's just gonna be like one of those players that you you can't you can't not put him in the, in the MVP talk. Uh, do I think he wins MVP? No. But do I think he wins Rookie of the Year? Yes. Do I think he wears? Do I think he wins Defensive Player of the Year? Yes. Does that give him a good shot at uh, MVP? Yes. But it also depends on how far can Jimmy can Jimmy G and the 49ers go. Who do you got?
1: I'm gonna. Throw it out there and Kirk Cousins is going to play Unreal? No. Uh, I think he. No. I, I, I read a couple articles about how he solidified himself as a chance. Um, he has a chance, so yeah, off, yeah. I'm going with it. Can the
0: Vikings win the big time games, though? Yes. This year, yes. This From year. now on, yes. but Just watch. He, what, Just wait. All right. Just watch. Just all right. watch. Stefan is, is getting traded in the year, but we'll talk about that later.
1: He will not get traded <laughs> no. now. He's loving where he's at now.
0: We'll see. All right, last question. Does Chase Young have a shot at winning a Heisman as a de- defensive player? Right.
1: I think he does. I know it's been a couple of years because it was the last one, Tyron Matthew. I think so. Yeah. Obviously, there's only been a handful of defensive players to really ever win the Heisman. But if there's going to be a, de- like, a guy like Clowney and stuff like that. But I think Chase Young does have a chance. I mean, the dude's, the dude's 6'5", 6'6", 270. Athletic and jacked out of his mind. I just some of the numbers he's been putting up and the impact that he's having been had for Ohio State and it just p- continues how crazy Ohio State's been with like edge rushers like Joey Bolson, Nick Bosa now Chase Young so I think just a stinking DN pipeline to the NFL which is really cool yeah. I think he's I think he's definitely in the conversation especially with Tua kinda dropping out of it being injured um, I think Joe Burrow has a Big game that this week, obviously, or next week, being able to solidify a spot as maybe the number one because yeah. he's playing a team like Bama. So yeah,
0: it's interesting because when you look at the only defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy, it was Charles Woodson. But when you got some other players that have been like finalists for that, I think Chase Young has the best ability to win it. I think, I think Chase Young, and I and I I saw also I think yesterday with uh, Colin Coward and. Um, Joe Clatter Were going They we're, going, were just going at it just, if, you don't, if you want to watch that video I'll, I'll link it But Watch it That dude is just going off And Chase Young has What he has To be a Heisman Trophy winner And Some of the points That were made Were This isn't a team That just shows up out of, out of nowhere Manti Teo With him being a finalist And Notre Dame no name Just kind of showed up Out of nowhere um, Ohio State has always Been A top team And I think Will be a top team For a lot of years to come So with them just showing up and like with a, with a team like again with manta tayo and Notre Dame just showing up, I think Chase Young has what it takes to be a Heisman Trophy winner as a defensive player. I think with the teams that he's going to play, arguably he's going to play some of the best O line, some of the best teams. Was overall he'll probably be in the most watched game of the year. I think I think so. I think someone else said this, but I think Ohio State Michigan will be the most watched game of the year predominantly with what the teams will be doing at the end of the year, and with. All eyes on that game. Chase Young has the opportunity to show out, and no one can deny it if he shows out. Do I think it's a? I think do I think the Heisman's an offensive award? Yes, just because of what's going on. Do I think Chase Young has the best chance in a lot of years to win it? Yes. Do I kind of hope he wins it? Yes. I think. Do I think he will? No. Do I hope so? Yes. But it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Him, so, any other final closing thoughts as to we go ahead and wrap this up?
1: Uh, quick Heisman thoughts. I know we kind of just talked about it, but who, who do you actually, actually take? Chalirah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. who do I? Right. I know I'm still gonna be with Hurts. I know the <laughs> loss really did hurt, but the dude put up like four hundred yards passing, three, three, four touchdowns. So, for his sake, he played honestly really well. I think it hurts losing.
0: If Joe Burrow goes off against Alabama, yes, he does wins. that kind of solidify it?
1: absolutely.
0: He wins it. Okay. Alright, well thank you for listening to episode three of the Downfield Shot. Really appreciate all you guys listening and taking time out of your day to just follow and share this podcast. Again, I will have our email linked at the very end of this and on all the, all the platforms. Make sure you guys send in your questions, send in your thoughts, send in your opinions. We're going to talk about it. We answered all the questions we're sending today, answered one on, on Wednesday. Whatever, however many questions you guys send up, we're going to talk about it. So make sure you guys send those in. As always, always thank you for listening make sure you guys go ahead and share this with everybody you know and have a good day